to the Fempower You podcast, where we discuss topics to help empower women personally, professionally, and financially. I'm your host, Sibongi Langako, and on today's episode, I am so excited to be joined by Chiante Jones. And let me tell you why I'm so excited. Chiante is an experienced financial coach and the founder of Dollars and Change Financial Coaching, an online coaching practice dedicated to providing financial wellness and empowerment for women. Through personalized coaching, she offers education, guidance, and accountability to help women make transformational change with their money. Triante has helped clients believe bigger with their money, confidently make financial decisions, eliminate thousands of dollars of debt, and learn consistently how to pay themselves. So important. Chiante has personally experienced the freedom and flexibility that comes with being consumer debt free and accumulating more than a million dollar net worth. Thank you. Thank you, Chiante, for being on uh, the podcast today and welcome. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's dive in. Um, I've talked so much on uh, in previous episodes about the the financial challenges that women face, of which there are many, and I'm sure you know you know personally or either through your coaching um, of several of them. What do you see to be the top financial challenges that women face, and and how do you advise women to overcome them? Yeah, so one of the top challenges I, I see women face is just a lack of confidence in being able to manage their money. Um, even when they've learned to grow their money, they earned, started earning more income, it's just they still have that lack of confidence to, uh, to manage it, not, not only manage it, but also then to invest it to help it grow, right? So like they, wanna, they wanted to build it, they feel like they're not knowledgeable about investing when they often make better investors than a lot of their male counterparts. But um but yes, that, that is what I typically see is just that lack of confidence in their financial decisions and, and being able to grow their money um, that they've been able to, to earn. Yes, and so many statistics show that women do lack confidence in making investment decisions, in managing their money, um, despite in a lot of households being the, the ones who are calling the shots on how money is made, uh, how money is spent a lot of the times. And so when you're working with your clients, whether it's around you know confidence or other aspects, how do you advise your clients um, in terms of the things that they need to work on and they need to improve on in order to make those financial decisions confidently? Yeah, so one of the big things when it comes to being confident about your money is, is one, knowing where it's going, right? So like just having mm-hmm. that, you know, a budget or what I like to call a money plan of intentionally deciding where you want your money to go. Just knowing where your money is going will give you a level of confidence in what you're doing because you're able to make informed financial decision. Like, you know that I'm deciding to use my money for this rather than just kind of allowing things to happen. So that in itself just brings a whole level of confidence to uh, to their money. And then also just helping them to decide what's most important to them um, and like deciding what they value and then knowing that they're spending the money on those things they can and their, their financial goals are being reached and they can just spend whatever, you know, has been allocated, you know, guilt free. Just that that whole thing allows them to feel a lot more confident in what they're doing, knowing that they're reaching their goals and yet are able to enjoy their money in their life right now as well. So taking care of their future selves and their current selves. Um, 
So those are, are some of the big things is honing in on what you really want and what's most important to you and then aligning your spending to that. And then also just knowing where your money is going and making those intentional decisions. Absolutely. I mean, so similar to things I've said in, in past podcasts, because if you don't know what your vision is, if you don't know what your financial plan is, right. then you it's almost impossible right, right. <laughs> to try to get there. And then this idea of keeping an eye on your money, knowing what's going on with it, knowing how it's being spent. Um, and those that's how I imagine you help folks um, identify where, what the areas of improvement are and how they can really optimize and maximize how they are spending their money. Yeah. Absolutely. And a lot of times it's that the money is already there. It just needs to be organized in the way or spent and you know, allocated in the way to to maximize, like I said, maximize it and really to do the things that they want to do. So they'll be making this money and it's coming in, but it's not materializing into what, you know, having the impact that they want it to have. And that's really what I help my clients with is like the money's there a lot of times. Like, you know, they're already making good money and it's just that they're not seeing that materialize into the savings that they want, getting the debt paid off and then, you know, really reaching their financial goals, having that flexibility to do different things. It's still like, wait a minute, where's all my money going? I've been making more, making more, but it's still, I still feel like there's a struggle, you know? <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, you talked a little bit about confidence. Are there other things that you find with your clients or with women generally that are at play? So is it a discipline um, issue? Is it a, you know, not just quite knowing how or where to start or what the tools are in order to you know, prioritize spending money? Other than confidence, what else do you find that your, your clients are, let's say, suffering from um, that prevents them from taking it to the next level and really optimizing how they're spending their money? Yeah, so I, I think what you were saying, it is, the, it is those things. So it is... Um, you know, the, the having the right tools, just knowing like the practical, tactical things of how to manage money, um, but also is it's really a mindset around it. It's like their relationship with money. So how they think about money, how they think about earning, how they think about spending um, is a lot of like that's what, hands down one of the biggest changes I see and one of the biggest transformations I see with my clients is over the course of yes, we work on the numbers and get the plan in place and I teach them a money management system. But their mindset shifts so much about uh, what they spend their money on, what's important. And it's like the things that they used to spend on is, are not even important anymore once they see what they're actually capable of doing and what's possible for them with their money. So I would say a lot of times it's where their mind is and how they are thinking about money that it's really kind of the biggest thing that's holding them back. That's right. And that's actually a great segue to another question I had, this idea of millionaire mindset. Yeah. What is a millionaire mindset and how do you, when you're working with women, help them achieve that millionaire mindset or how do you advise women generally to achieve that mindset? Yeah. So I, when I think of millionaire mindset, um, I just think of thinking thing, thinking from a place of abundance, thinking from a place of uh, of growth and what's possible and just thinking more expansively about not only your money, but your life. So it's like focusing on the things that you can't control um, instead of spending time on things that are, you know, well, a lot of times we feel like we don't, there's a lot that we can't control, which there's some things, but there are a lot of things that we actually can control. So if we can focus on those things and we will really see a lot more of the impact that we want to have and the results that we want to have. So focusing on the things that you can control, looking for solutions rather than being stuck looking at obstacles, you know, taking advantage of opportunities, just having that optimistic mindset of what's possible, what's available to you. Um, like I said, having a, thinking more of abundantly 
right? Even even where you currently are. So even if there's more that you want or more that you want to like to accomplish, being grateful for where you are now, knowing that you're already in a place of abundance, you know, and, and if you just take some time to look around yourself and uh, and, and appreciate that, and that will put you in a space to really receive more, you know, because you're already grateful for what you already have. And then also, uh, you know, we and we I know all of us struggle with this in some area, but it's challenging those limiting beliefs, you know, because a lot of times we set limits on ourselves on what's possible. So um, if we can just start to recognize those and shift our thinking, again, going back to the, the mindset, you know, the mindset pieces, if we can shift, you know, our thinking about what's possible for us, um, knowing that really there's no limit on us except for ourselves. So yeah, those are some of the things that help you to have that millionaire mindset and to go and really can apply to any area of your life, not just money. Yeah, that's right. That's that's completely right. And I love this idea of it being a mindset. So often when we think money, we think dollars and cents or we think, you know, finances and, you know, it's all very technical and very daunting in a lot of ways, but kind of lifting it up a level to think a bit about it as a mindset shift, yeah. one that is uh, stemming from abundance, one that is about, you know, making, bringing into reality the, the financial future that you're visualizing for yourself. Um, in some ways makes it a little less technical and to your point spans across all areas of our lives relationships work uh money and so you know once we can step into that mindset of abundance um we find that various areas of our lives not just financial wellness not just financial empowerment um benefit as a result absolutely yeah. uh so that, that is something that i, I tell my clients I see from my clients is that even though they come to me to work on their money, like the results in really every area of their lives, they become a more confident person. They, you know, so that that's going to show up. That's going to impact how you show up in all the areas of your life. I, and I've, I've had clients where they didn't even realize they were holding themselves back or that they felt that way until they, they started feeling something different. And they were like, well, oh, I didn't even realize that I wasn't confident or felt a little bit of guilt or shame in this other area and like they didn't realize it was going on so it's almost like a weight had been lifted not only with their money but in just other areas of their life to just be able to you know walk, walk in their daily life differently yeah that's right um let's switch topics a little bit to the idea of investing and managing your money so once you step into that mindset of abundance once you've set a plan set a vision for where you want to go financially uh talk to me a bit about what it means to have well-managed money and how you advise women uh to get to that point where their money is well managed yeah so for my so for my and actually well-managed money is actually the name of my uh, coaching program that i use with clients that i do in my program work on like the day-to-day -day money management because like i said a lot of times is that they have the money my clients have the money but they just haven't been able to really make it materialize so for me uh yes. when i think about well-managed money it's really setting that strong financial foundation so it is the money and it's I call it the trifecta, having a money mindset, mm -hmm. having a money plan, and then having a money management system to carry out your plan. 
Um, and all of those, having those three pieces in place will really give you the solid financial foundation to continue to grow your money, to accumulate wealth, and, and it will carry through as you, you know, go to the next level in your finances when you're ready to invest. Like, so you have the plan that will help you know exactly how much money you have to invest or, you know, and put into your investments or that's whatever business or those type, different type of things. So like having that found, a lot of people like to jump to the wealth building part and, you know, you can't skip that foundation piece, right? Because like you got to have a solid foundation to build on. So that's really where the well-managed money piece comes in, as having that solid foundation that will set you up to really build the wealth over time. Mm-hmm. And then what are, I guess, tactically some of the things that women can do to build that foundation? Is it saving? Is it spending less? Is it, you know, having a budget and sticking to it? What are all, what are some of the components that go into the foundation that then um, future wealth and, and uh, financial wellness can be built on? Yeah. So it is like, <laughs> it is the budget, right? Or the plan. Like, so I, I know a lot of people like to Oh, I don't want to budget, but it really is a core piece of you need to know where your money's going. And that's how you help. It helps you define what money you have, you know, excess to be able to do these other things with. It also includes having a, uh, a debt payoff plan. So, you know, getting your debt down to a manageable level, being very whatever debt you do decide to keep being very strategic about it. You know, it's like you have your know your reasons behind it. You know what you're trying to do with it. It's a very strategic decision and whatever debt you are holding on to. Having a savings plan to help you know build your savings, make you feel more secure, so that if something does happen, you know that you have something to fall back on to carry you through while you figure figure out the next step. Um, and then all of these, you know, having these different pieces of the plan together will give you that financial flexibility to take advantage of opportunities when they come up to be able to you know um, to to adjust as needed, um, you know, to whatever's going on in your life. So the the plan helps you to create the financial flexibility. To, to do other things in your life. And I have personally experienced this recently in my own life, you know, just, you know, over the years of just kind of you know, tr- putting sound financial practices in place, it'll put me in a place to have the flexibility to leave my, you know, former job, I recently leave my full-time job to work full-time on my business. And I know that putting those, you know, having that plan, taking those steps was, you know, had I not done that, I wouldn't have been able to position myself to explore something new, you know, explore a new opportunity, pursue a passion. Um, and, and, you know, this happens over time and just by taking one step at a time and, you know, it will compound and give you that space that you're looking for in your finances. Yeah, absolutely. And let's talk a little bit more, more about that. Cause that's also something I've talked about in, in past episodes. Um, you know, so many times we think of, you know, financial wellness as this own compartment over here <laughs> that doesn't relate to the other parts of our lives, but it certainly does. And it sounds like for you, financial wellness and financial independence actually prompted um, or at least facilitated, enabled a career change for you into to continuing to build um, your own business and to being entrepreneurial rather than dependent on, um, you know, another kind of employer-based source of income. Um, what advice, I guess, other than laying the financial foundation, what, um, having done that, fairly recently, what other advice would you have for women who are looking to make that transition from kind of day job, investment job to actually starting their own business or or pursuing their passion? Yeah. So so I will say for me, the 
you know, the fun, since I am, you know, kind of more financially inclined, I, I knew kind of what to do financially. I just knew, you know, put a plan in place to do that. For me, it was a lot of the mindset shifts that I needed to make to even go from being an employee to an entrepreneur. So I was one of those people who, you know, checked all the boxes. I got the good grades, went to school, got a good job, you know, moved up the ladder. And then I got to the place where I was like, well, wait a minute, is this, is this it? Like, is it, you know, I just felt like there was something more for me. Um, I was not entrepreneurial until only about five years ago or so. Uh, and just, um, but it was always scary, like, you know, like, uh, you know, can I really leave? Can I really do something different? Can I really, you know, chart a different path than what this path I kind of have been, for lack of a better term, conditioned to want to follow, you know, the kind of American dream, this is what you do. And so one of the big shifts was that it's okay to do something different. You know, there's a, it's okay to learn, you know, earn your money in a different way. Um, it's, it's okay to depart that path. And so that was one of the shifts that I had to make. You know, I even had to kind of push through some of the guilt that I felt for being in the quote, the, the successful place, but still wanting something mm -hmm. different. You know, like I had worked, uh, you know, I, I grew up with a single mother, you know, first generation college graduate. And I'm like, who was I to be wanting something different? You know, I made it to this, you know, six figure income, this great job with the federal government. Who was I to want something else? And I had to work through those feelings of feeling guilty about that, knowing that, no, I can be grateful for this, where I'm currently at and still, want to do something different. Um, and then, you know, also just pushing through the idea of like, you know, fear of failure. Will this work? Can I actually do this? <laughs> you know, so all of those things, what will people think? Um, and just realizing that um, at the end of the day, I know what's best for my life. I know what I feel. And, um, and also that the decision doesn't have to be permanent. I could go out here and, you know, do, do, um, you know, my business full time. Who knows? I may not like it. Right. I don't know. I, I mean, I've never done it before, but the only way to find out is to try it out. Um, and recognizing that that doesn't have to be the final decision. Like sometimes we feel like once we make a decision, like we can't go back. There's no going back. There's no changing. But you can make that decision. And then guess what? You can make another decision after that to do something different. And it's OK to keep making decisions for whatever you feel is right at that point in your life. Um, and so that's those are, those are kind of some of the mind chatter that I had to talk myself off the ledge of and just kind of realize. And you know what? Uh, one of the other big things was just trusting myself, that trusting myself that I could figure it out. Like, you know, a lot of times we want to know every step and we kind of catastrophize the whole thing, like, oh, the worst case scenario is going to happen. Well, I have to trust myself that one, before the worst case scenario happens, I'm going to do something else, right? I'm going to do something to prevent that from happening. Like a lot of times we try to make it. It won't, it won't come to that. Right. We'll let it come the to worst that. Case scenario. And like, it's just, no, like trust it that you, you figured out things up to this point. You will continue to, to, you know, figure out things. Even if you don't know every single thing, you've done it up to this point. You can continue to do that in whatever situation comes your way. And so those were some of the things that I really had to work through over time you know, shift my mind around to get to a place where I was, you know, able to take the leap and, and try something new. Yeah, thank you for sharing all that. Cause so many juicy, wonderful nuggets in there. I don't even know where to begin. I mean, thank you for your openness, just in terms of how you felt um, going into, you know, taking that leap because, you know, so many times you see LinkedIn posts and, and, you know, the media and the stories just about how wonderful it is taking the leap yeah. into entrepreneurship, but it's, it's, it's scary. <laughs> it 
it's, it's frightening yeah. and there are so many question marks and unknowns and guilt and shame and you know negative self-talk talk that I think anybody taking that leap has to navigate but women in particular um, you know feel I think generally that burden on their shoulders more heavily than 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 others and so um, you know thank you for for talking so openly about that because I think that's real and I think you don't often see that in the, the flashy LinkedIn and other posts um, when entrepreneurs are, are out there talking about it. Yeah. Right. Um, if you like the, yeah. the laptop lifestyle and like, you know, there are pros and cons to any situation. That's, that's another thing is that just because you leave and do something different, don't think like it's going to solve all your problems. Like it's not, that's right. be happy where you are now and then figure out, you know, know that when you go to the next step, there's going to be some pros and cons to that as well. So it's, it's about figuring out now how to be happy and not waiting for some yeah. end goal or something in the future that, you know, then, then you'll be happy then. Well, let's, let's figure it out now. And then the next step is just what you That's want to right. do. That's right. Take it from the place of power. That's right. And I, I, I can totally relate to that. And I feel I've been guilty of that myself where yeah, you know, I'm in job A and if I go, you know, haven't we all, right? Like yeah. I'm in job A and if I go to job B, that will make me happier. Or I'm in role A and if I get promoted to role B, that will make me happier. Or if I switch careers, that will make me happy. You know, just fill in the blank because there, there have been hundreds of them probably in my life. Um, and to your point, the answer is really saying, okay, what are my values? What do I want? How do I find my own bliss, regardless of the situation, regardless of the job, regardless of where I am? And that then informs your decisions and informs your decisions in such a way that you're not dependent on the situation for your contentment or dependent on the situation for your happiness. Um, you're, you're taking that contentment with you and just really exploring everything this world and this life has to offer you um and so yes. such a another important 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 point as is um your call out which i've experienced personally that look you take the leap you can always come back okay there will always be a job i mean my goodness for for every time i've you know left my day job and left my steady income gone and done something else I've often found my way back and then I've left again and then I found my way back. And so, you know, taking that leap is not, you know, a permanent condition. It's something that you decide that is right for yourself at the phase of life in which you find yourself in that moment. And you can always go another direction. You can always come back. I mean, it really, the possibilities are infinite and that's kind of the, yes. the you know, most golden nugget that I got from, from everything that you, that you just shared with us. Yes, yes. And I, and I love that. Like, like I said, we have different phases of life, different things change, right? And a lot of people look at it like going back is like a worst case scenario. And I don't even view it that way. Like, I mean, it, one, it could just be a conscious choice that I just need to go back or maybe I just want to go back, you know. But I also know that having taken the chance and taken advantage of the opportunity, one, I don't have the what if, of, you know, what if I would have done that? So I don't have the reg potential regret of never having tried in the first place. But then I also know that I will have grown so much and be just better as a person from having that experience. So it's, to me, it's like a win. Um, and so it doesn't have to be like a, a bad thing to go back or like a, a loss to go back. Or, or, or I guess what I'm saying, a failure to go back, like redefine failure. Like, you know, that, it doesn't have to be that. You could just choose to do something different or just that's where your path took you. You don't have to make it mean mm -hmm. anything bad about yourself. 
Amen. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Um, any final, I know we were, one thing we were going to talk about was generational wealth. You've talked about building that foundation. And I'll say, you know, when I was growing up, this idea of generational wealth wasn't talked about as widely or as frequently as I think it is today, or maybe it was talked about in some circles, but just not in my family or, or in my circles. It was more about you know, get the education, get the good job, whatever, whatever you know, I put that in quotes, whatever that means, um, you know, go for the career. But more and more, and, and, and it seems like you found this too, you find um, more and more people talking about this idea of intergenerational wealth, generational wealth. How do you build that? Um, what does that mean to you and and how do you advise women to build not not just kind of stabilize their finances but build that generational wealth yeah when i think of generational wealth to me it's about leaving a legacy leaving your family often because you were there right so like um and that and that could be in a lot of different ways i mean when i think of wealth i mean it's definitely financial but it's also just showing them like i said Someone in my family, if they would have got to this point, they would have, they probably would have never left this, left my job. They would have, you know, so just showing them that there's something different. So you can leave a legacy that way just by your actions and how you live your life. Um, but uh, it also is financial of just being able to, you know, pass on assets, pass on wealth, to, you know, the, the foundation that you build, uh, to, to show them the skills and, and pass on the mindset so that they can, continue, you know, the next generation can continue to build on what you already have and that, you know, continue to pass, it on, pass that on from a generation to generation so that over time, as a family, as a bloodline, you have, you know, even more of a legacy to, to uh, carry on. So that's what I think about with generational wealth is the monetary side, but it's also just who you are, how you live, how you treat people, um, and passing that on as well. That's wonderful. I mean, uh, uh, people talk about generational wealth in terms of money, but I love this idea that it's, it's the mindset. You're passing on the mindset um, mm -hmm. to future generations in terms of how we think about money, your value system, um, so many aspects that go beyond, you know, the dollars and cents of um, building the money and then leaving the trust or, or passing it on. Um, so just like we were talking, just as we were talking about with financial wellness, generally it goes beyond dollars and cents and, and you know, taking time your your investment portfolio. It's, it's the mindset and you're passing that mindset on and that is um, part of of generational wealth. In this case, knowledge is is the wealth, yes, right? The um, and it, it's, it's that's right. And it's you know how how um, our, our kids or, or other family relations can can make money in different ways. It's the fact that you can switch careers and not have that be um, the end of the world. It's it's the fact that you can explore all the possibilities that this life has to offer. All the things that you and I have talked about, Chianti, in this in this um, conversation. So I, I love that you kind of you know brought brought that all together in terms of uh, how you're thinking about generational wealth. That's great. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's more than just money. <laughs> Yes, that's right. It's more than just money. <laughs> Any final uh, thoughts, uh, words of wisdom that you want to share before we uh, wrap up? Um, I guess the final word of wisdom that I would have for anyone who's listening is to, if, if your finances or even your life is just not where you want it to be, just take the next step. You don't have to have it all figured out. Just take one another step forward. 
um, as you take that action, you will gain more clarity. You will you will make some progress, and so you uh, just take the next step. Don't be afraid just to take the next step and to not be afraid of small beginnings. Right? Just <laughs> those steps add up over time. So yeah, that's right. That's right. There's the big leap, but then there's the small beginning and the small step, and a lot of small steps can add up to that big leap. Right? Yes, they absolutely <laughs> will. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here, Chiante. Um, if someone wants to connect with you, where, where where can they do that or how can they reach you? Yeah. So my website is kind of my main hub is uh, www.dollarsandchange.com. Um, I'm also on Facebook, Instagram at, at Dollars and Change Coach. So you can follow me there. I do live videos and share information, share my my two cents on money on those on those uh, <laughs> media. So, yeah, be sure to connect with me. Excellent. So Dollars and Change dot com, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, find Chiante. You've heard the words of wisdom today. Uh, so reach out and, and get some more of that. Um, thank you. Thank you, thank you again for joining me today, Chiante. Thank you, everyone out there, for listening and watching this episode of Fempower You. Please subscribe so that you can catch the next episode. And until then, be empowered and be you. Mm-hmm.